Welcome back to What's to Play. Danny and Esiosa are finally back, coming at you with some NFL updates. We are halfway through, halfway through the NFL season, so we decided to come in and give some, give some analysis, give some predictions as to what we see happening going forward. Give some analysis as to what we've seen so far, and. We will start off with some of the latest news because we've had a crazy past week and a half in the NFL. Um, things have been pretty, pretty dramatic. Um, so we're going to come in with some OBJ news, some Aaron Rodgers news, and some Cam Newton. Where would you like to start? Let's start with Cam. Let's start with some... That's Cam is my dude. I am so, 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 so happy for him. And like, this is just a reminder. When you get vaxxed, good things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is 100% true. So the news is that we've got Cam Newton reuniting with the Carolina Panthers after things kind of ended on a offbeat, weird note with the Patriots. But, you know, he wasn't vaccinated and um, Mac Jones was coming, playing really well in the preseason. So I think a combination of things just ended up with the Patriots deciding to go with the rookie Mac Jones. And um, Cam was on the street for a little while looking for a team. And with Darnold's latest injury, um, he's now been put on the injury reserve. He's expected to be out pretty much so the end of the season i think it was like a six to eight week timeline uh, they decided to sign cam newton and i feel like you know the carolina panthers organization feel like they're still sort of in the thick of it they're not quite out of it just yet so i think it was really important for them to see if they can go out and get a quarterback and see if they can still compete compete here down the stretch yeah absolutely especially when you look at the nfc we think Obviously, there's five clear-cut playoff teams, but then after that, it gets very, very messy. Um, so I'm very interested to see how he performs. Obviously, things did end on a really weird note with the Patriots, you know, having him just shockingly get released. That was I was really shocked about that, although um, some Pats fans did predict that. But I, re- I want him to do well. I want him to really succeed. Like, he was, he was so fun to have on the team, obviously. Uh, our weapons <laughs> have been quite atrocious in recent years, and even still, we don't have a number one wide receiver, which was very, very painful when OBJ <laughs> signed with the Rams. And there were lo- lots of rumors he was he was coming to the Pats, and I fell for them, of course, because I'm I'm that dumb. But <laughs> I'm really, really excited for Cam, and I really want to see him do well. You know, he's got a much better. A roster of weapons with McCaffrey, more Anderson has been kind of a drop magnet lately, but we can see what kind of chemistry they develop. And, you know, even there's even some more drama with this with they play Washington next week. So that could be another re- revenge game with Ron Rivera. And yeah, so I, I just I wish them all the best. And I they have a real shot to make the playoffs if they can, you know, bring this thing together really quick. Yeah, they'll definitely have to win some games. Um, it would have been cool to see them play the Patriots. They had just played the Patriots. Carolina just played the Patriots, I think, last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. So that that opportunity was just <laughs> that missed. That would have been so been, spicy. Oh, man. Yeah, that would have been so fun. But, um, but, yeah, I think he could really come in here and play well, especially because they had Darnold running quite a bit. Um, he, was, he was, like, leading the league in rushing touchdowns for, like, really early on in the season. So I think they could actually... Um, tweak the scheme to his style a little bit. Obviously, he's really familiar with the uh, with the organization and how things run in Carolina. So, um, it should be a pretty good fit. It should be fun watching watching them play um, play it down the stretch. Yeah. Now, moving on to a player that is not as vaccinated as Cam Newton is. Great <laughs> segue. But we've had a lot of recent drama with my guy Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> How do how do we even how do we even explain this? I think pretty much everyone has heard the news. Yeah. Um, you know, my take on it real quick is that it's one thing to make, I guess, a personal decision not to get vaccinated on like by yourself, but it's another thing to you know spread misinformation and be misleading, um, lying to the organization. Um, that that that's a whole other level of of stupid and selfish so Mm -hmm. you know take it take it as you will but um yeah not not great news coming not great news for the Packers not great news for Aaron um as a person for his legacy so it was really really sad to see all that stuff unfold over the past couple weeks Mm -hmm. yeah and the biggest thing for me is like people are comparing him to Kyrie but Kyrie has owned his stance 
right from the beginning. But Aaron, you know, even that press conference earlier in the summer when he was asked and he said, yo, I've been immunized. And like, you're like, oh, okay, you assume he's, he's gone vaccinated. And then, you know, it comes out like, it just made the whole situation so much more, so much worse than if he had just like, came out and said, you know, I, I don't want to get the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. Own, own your stance, you know? And yeah, even with the whole thing, obviously the NFL knew and he was breaking protocol. So he gets a, him and the organization get just a tiny little slap on the wrist. And I know Saints fans are livid because, you know, last year with that, the celebration videos that came out, where other teams were having celebrations without their mask on, and then the Saints lose a draft pick, they get fined this hefty amount, and then the Packers get, Aaron gets a $14,000 fine, which is less than C.D. Lamb for having an untucked jersey, which is 20k. Like, it's just pretty ridiculous. It's a really bad look for the NFL at the end of the day, but, you know, they're they're gonna get away with it, Goodell is gonna get, get away with it, and um, it's just it's just how it is these days, but... Honestly, I hope he dealt with it and he's going to be healthy going forward because they're going to be a very interesting team to like to watch going forward because I don't think they've even hit their potential. And they're not really that healthy when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. We'll dive into that a little bit deeper, but they have some reinforcements coming health-wise. Um, the Packers looking like pretty good to have another shot at another deep playoff run. Um you know, moving forward with him specifically, the news was breaking out this morning that he's been asymptomatic and he should be cleared. And things seem to be trending towards him playing tomorrow, Sunday. We're recording this on, on Saturday. Um, so, uh, yeah. so yeah, Packers should be back on track. Hopefully he follows protocols and things things get better. But, um, but yeah, a really detrimental season i think think so yeah someone said like that is that interview he had uh, with pat um is probably one of the worst athlete interviews ever in all history just changing the way people look at him but i hope very short yeah yeah just period of time how long was the interview like an hour and boom everything's changed yeah (laughs) so hopefully he learns his lesson going forward you know just keep quiet you know <laughs> and yeah we'll, we'll see what happens i don't or think just be smarter get your news from real sources <laughs> yeah, not there's, there's, joe so, rogan. there's so many layers not joe so many layers rogan. so many like, joe... we could probably have like three hours on this whole topic, we could talk but... about this forever because then there's the shaylin woodley factor too right you know everyone um some people have been talking about like her stance on it as well and like how that may have influenced him like there's so much there's yeah, so much I, I learned... about like she eats clay this cl- week, yeah like the you. clay thing <laughs> <laughs> just so much going on way too much going on <laughs> way too much I, I think we summed up you know the football part of it and um and you know the personal smarts part of it as well <laughs> yeah. um for now but we'll see more more things could come out you know these stories these stories always build and can always yeah. <laughs> we could always break it down later if we need to yeah it's i feel like there's so much when you think about it, there's so much we don't know about the whole back like even just like with this topic we can discuss the nfl how they handled the john gruden situation with the washington football team emails and how only john gruden is the one affected by six hundred and fifty thousand emails and now they're going he sued them i think it's it's gonna be very interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, I think there's a lot more coming on that. Like, I think there's a lot more. There's way too many emails. There's way too many people involved. There's a lot more information coming on that story. That story, I think, we're actually just at the beginning of, um, which is crazy to think about. But there's there's so much, so much more because there's just way too many people involved. Um, that's that one's gonna be crazy. We're definitely gonna return to. Yeah. Um, on a lighter note, OBJ to the Rams. Um, things didn't work out the pat um with obj and the browns um we saw the past few weeks his dad <laughs> releasing that 11, Yo, 11 minute video his dad oh. is a real one bro that is, what, <laughs> that is what i would do with my kid yo i am getting him out of there 
Yeah, it was actually an entertaining video. I sat and watched that 11-minute video, and it was just so funny. It was just so funny to watch. It's so, it's such a bad look for Baker. And then he Baker wants an apology? Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot to it, though, because OBJ, he's kind of... He kind of freelances a lot of his routes. He's like... He reminds me yeah. of AB in that way. But, like, mm-hmm. AB had that chemistry with Big Ben. He has that chemistry with uh, with Brady now. Because they, they kind of know, like, oh, he, he sees a safety here. And he, like, he can drift his route a little bit. But, you know, I feel like Baker mm-hmm. expected him to be in one spot. But, you know, ABG... OBJ... Oh, my God, ABG. <laughs> I'm, like, mixing up <laughs> AB. Too, too many letters. Too many letters. But too many. Yeah, OBJ might see something different from Baker, and then you know it just looks so awful on the film. You know, Baker throwing like he's missing throws, obviously. But I feel like there is a lot of miscommunication with his OBJ's routes and like Baker's throws as well. Because like, why does he have so much chemistry with everyone else on the Browns except him? So mm, like, yeah, it, it could just be like I think both parties are at fault a little bit. But but yeah, I I applaud uh obj senior or odell beckham senior so much because i would do the same thing for my kid yeah i i completely agree with you that the truth is probably somewhere in the middle like it definitely is a little bit of both sides you know i feel like we're beginning to realize um going to this year that baker needs a lot of structure to perform really well and i feel like what makes obj special are are things that he does off script that's why you know when we were thinking about where would he go next i think he needs a quarterback that is able to make things happen a little bit more like off script like after the play like you know kansas city wasn't was a topic of discussion because like after the play break breaks down you know obj can go get open and then he needs a quarterback that can go um that can go go find him right so i think you know there was a little bit there was, there was something that was that just didn't click and never did with um with them too but now we have him going to the rams he's gonna play with matthew stafford um and crazy news just broke out this morning um robert woods being out for the rest of the season with the acl so all of a sudden obj is going to be inserted inserted right into into the thick of it and probably looking at getting quite quite a few targets so. Yeah, it's it's insane how that how that worked out because I was thinking like they don't even need him. How is he gonna fit? Because the whole thing he wants those targets. You know, he wants to be that star. And L.A. is such an Odell city, and it's crazy that all the reporters were completely wrong. It was Chiefs. All the reports are saying Chiefs, Packers, Saints, Chiefs, Packers, Saints, and then boom, he goes to the Rams. But L.A. and Odell City. The Rams, they are not afraid to make these low-risk moves because, you know, you sign him, he gets max $4.5 million, And then if he leaves, gets a bigger contract, you get a draft pick back. And we know the Rams don't have a lot of those. And so if, if they're signing him, they get a draft pick out of it. They get, you know, now a really, so, like, a crazy number two wide receiver. If he's healthy, you know, there have been some, like, talks about his shoulder. But I think I think he's going to be... I think this is, I think this, he's going to make a bigger impact than a lot of people think. And he's going to have to, right? Because this is, he's 29, he's been productive in the past few years, and going into his next contract, like this stop here is going to be a lot, is going to be a big factor in determining, you know, what that next contract is going to look like. Um, but, uh, but I completely agree with you, you know, it's hindsight 2020, but LA is definitely OBJ, uh, OBJ city, you know, like he lives there in the off season, you know, that's where he spends his time when he's not, um, when he's not playing in Cleveland, previously Cleveland. And, um, that's a team that's ready to win right now. He wants to win, um, and he wants to go to a, go to a contender. So, yeah. you know, it, in hindsight, you know, it's, it seems like a, like a place that's a pretty, pretty big pretty good fit something that did surprise me though is that how did no other team how is it that no other team was willing to put in like a decent effort to bring him in that's like, packers hello <laughs> hello yeah. green bay like, what are you doing like it's unbelievable they just should they just keep letting these opportunities so can you imagine aaron throwing the Devonte at obj like that that's and their defense has been pretty amazing this season and no one's really talking about it yeah i think it's and the offense they haven't really clicked so far this season so imagine if they they click they get that going that would be but they're just 
they they lowball him giving give him the veteran minimum they don't even put in effort to show that they want him they don't like mm-hmm. obj was talking to jalen ramsey he went to the wide receiver room cooper cup was talking to him woods was talking sean mcveigh was talking like green bay what are you doing like it's it's pathetic honestly that's exactly what i was gonna bring up like the Rams put in real effort to bring him in. You know, the Jalen Ramsey thing, he was on FaceTime with Jalen Ramsey, you know, going to the wide receiver room, talking to Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, you know, just making him comfortable. Sean McVay also, like, making the effort to show OBJ how they would use him. Like, how is it that no other team is, like, is willing to do that? You know, like, the Packers, they weren't willing to pay him. Kansas City, Kansas City I think, couldn't pay him. Like, they don't have the space. Um, so it was just such a weird, we, we didn't hear that much coming out of the Saints. Um, in terms of reports, but like, how is it that no other team is willing to like put in that same effort as the Rams did? It's just sometimes yeah. it's just so that's that stuff is just so weird to me. Like, this is a guy that could really come and make an impact on a lot, a lot of teams. So, yeah, even with the Saints, I could understand not like, y- yes, there's the there's a connection there in New Orleans, but um, I mean, is he really gonna want to play with Trevor Simeon? Or and then they don't they don't have a quarterback going forward, too, the Saints, so. It's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Are they even gonna bring Jameis back? Like, like what what's happening there? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't blame him at all for for not going. But the reports did say it came down to the Packers and the Rams, and Packers just keep dropping the ball. No surprise there. Okay, that's our <laughs> that's our that's our new segment for today. So let's dive into into some of these teams. So we've got our NFC playoff teams and our AFC playoff teams. Um, we have them ranked as well. I think we want to start with NFC. Yeah, because it's pretty clear cut. I mean, you you got five teams we already know are gonna make the playoffs. Um, but in order, though, I think I think you're gonna be. A bit surprised with my order so far, but I have the Bucks getting the number one seed mm-hmm. because they have a cakewalk schedule. They have two tough games in the Bills and the Saints left on their schedule, and they're not they're not fully healthy. They're still looking to get healthy. They've been delaying some guys like Gronk. They're giving extra time to get back, which I Arians is. I'm not even going to talk about Arians. He's atrocious. Bringing Gronk back for that Saints game when it was. They could have just waited for the bye week. Now he has a setback and whatever. And, like, you're the head coach. You should decide if he should come back or not. And he's saying, oh, he probably came back a little bit early. But I'll save my Arians hate for later. And in number two, I have the cards. They're a very complete team. We saw them completely whoop the 49ers, even without Kyler, AJ Green, or Hawkins. Like, what? And James Conner has been... An unbelievable addition for them. He's been a touchdown machine this year, so and they're a really fun team to watch. And then number three, I have the Packers. I still think their offense hasn't hit that gear. Definitely has doesn't even compare to what they were last year. But I think if they can, you know, keep building and that defense is has been unreal this season so far, making key plays. And they don't even have Alexander, they don't they don't have a lot of pieces, so if these guys come back healthy, it's going to be pretty scary. And then in number four, I have the Cowboys, because Dak is good. I'm going to chalk up that Broncos game to being a fluke. I did not watch that. I did not see that happen <laughs> for my boy Dak. But my biggest worry is with Diggs and how solid he can be when he's not getting interceptions. Because that dude is barbecue chicken <laughs> so far when he's not getting those those balls thrown right to, to him. And I have the Rams actually at five. I think the Cards actually win that division. Um, okay. Obviously, the Rams are all in to win the Super Bowl in their home stadium. But a lot is riding on Stafford. And if they lose in the playoffs, that slander is going to be absolutely legendary. And I, for one, I kind of want to see it <laughs> because I kind of, I like, I, I don't want to sound like a hater, but I like seeing these like all in super go out moves kind of like blow up, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> and then number six, surprisingly, I have the Saints and I think they get in because of their coaching 
and because of their defense, although they've been shredded the last two weeks, that's we're talking like Brady and Matt Ryan is a very, very good quarterback, and he's very underrated um, because the Falcons are just the Falcons, you know. But there's also some a lot of concerns with their injuries, you know, Winston going down, Kamara now missing tomorrow's game with a knee injury, so that's going to be significant going forward, and obviously Michael Thomas being out for the rest of the season. And their schedule is tough. They have to play the Titans tomorrow. They play the Bills. They play the Bucks again. They play the Cowboys. And they play the Falcons at the end of the year. And, you know, if the Falcons are trying to make this playoff push, that is going to be a very, very tough ask. But I think they get in. And then at number seven, surprisingly, I have the Falcons making the playoffs, Danny. I have the Falcons. And reasons why I think they get in is because Matt Ryan is good. And I said it, he's very, very underrated. But, I mean, he's been carrying this team for for a ton of years. And really, like, this season, they've actually learned to win close games. Like, what is happening? They still almost gave that game away to the Saints last week. I was like, how are they going to do this again? But, you know, just listening, listening off their, their close wins. Uh, they beat the Giants by three with week three. Um, they lost to the football team by four in week four, but they beat the Jets by a touchdown week five. They beat the Dolphins by two in week seven. They lost to the Panthers in a close one. And then they beat the Saints by two points last week, no last second clutch field goal. And Cordero Patterson is this amazing Swiss army knife for them. You know, they put him anywhere on the field and he's a mismatch, you know, they put him in the backfield mismatch. They put him out wide against a, a linebacker mismatch. They just their, their their ability to use him has been really really helpful for their offense and their defense has been making key plays. Like AJ Terrell has mm-hmm. been a huge 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 piece in that secondary. You know he's coming up with these clutch breakups. He's coming up with these clutch picks. So, but you know there's always the worry, Danny, that they are the Falcons and it will yeah. implode at any moment. So I'm scared that. They're just going to Falcon. Falcons are going to Falcon. And their defense is a bit too suspect at times. Like giving up, how many points was it in the fourth quarter to Simeon? It was 22 points in the fourth quarter alone just to this to this quarterback. So, yeah, but if I think they can get in, if Matt Ryan continues to, continues to be as solid as he's been, um, just looking at his stats, you know, 270 yards per game, 15 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, and yeah, he's got a rushing touchdown. So he's been really, really solid, completing almost 70% of his passes. So yeah, if he can keep looking for those mismatches with Patterson, I think they can. And uh, of course, their tight end Pitts has been unreal as well. So he's got a solid group of weapons, and if they can keep you know, finding ways to make plays, I think they can get in. And their schedule is much easier than, you know, Looking at the Seahawks, who are in the NFC West, who are another contender for that last spot. Oh, wow. Falcons making the playoffs. I actually like it. I actually like it. Because we're really just debating in the seventh seed in the NFC, we're really just debating like which mediocre team is going to get it. Because we know the other teams are the teams that are serious, but there's a couple mediocre teams. Um, like, you have the Falcons, but I'm, I have the Vikings. Spoiler alert. Ooh. Um you're looking at the Vikings, looking at Seattle as well. So, like, which one of those middle teams is going to slide in? But I, I actually really do like the Falcon, the Falcons pick, I think. I think that's really interesting. It definitely could happen. Um, sweet. Okay. So, I have I have my teams ordered in terms of how good they are. It doesn't change much between the seeding, though. It's just that the Rams and the Cardinals are in the same division. So, obviously, one of them will have to be um, a wildcard team as opposed to the division leader. But... It, does, it doesn't change it that much. I'll just disclaim it as we go through. Yeah. Um, so I'm starting off with the Rams at number one. Um, Ooh, I think that they, they really... The I think so. I think they've really loaded up. I think Arizona drops a few games down the stretch. Um, I, I think they've really, really loaded up. They brought Von Miller in. They brought OBJ in. This team is ready to win. See, they're an actual super team. <laughs> yeah, they're super... Yeah, I think, I think they are. I think they are. And they're just so talented. And I just found it really hard not to... Not to have them as the best team when I when I was considering everything. So I have my Rams, 
Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers. Uh, a lot of the points that you made, the defense is really shaped up really quietly. Nobody's talking about. That's what <laughs> nobody's I'm talking about, about it. Yeah, the defense is really is really shaped up. Um, you know, if they're able to get Aaron back, rest of season, um, I think that the offense is going to start to click a little bit more, and they can make um, they can make another another deep playoff run. So, you know, the rookie Eric Stoltz, their first pick from the previous draft has been um, having some good good minutes for them um they're well coached team creative offense um they also have some you know some playmakers on defense preston smith kenny clark and rasul douglas as well you know with jair alexander out um they found like some corners that that can come in and can really play so i'm really excited to see what the packers able to do um as, as they get things rolling again uh at the cardinals at number three but obviously they can't be the three seed if the rams are in the division but Kyler going nuts. Kyler's been crazy. Um, I think they're expected to get him back this week um, from from his injury. So as soon as they get him back, as long as he's you know playing as well as he was, as he was playing earlier, uh, this team is just going to continue to carve teams up. I'm really excited to see to see what they do. And defensively, you know they have a pass pass rush with Chandler Jones leading the way. Um, and so I think I think they continue to roll and have have a really good season, and make the playoffs this year. I have, the, I have the Bucks at number four. Um, a little bit worried about that that defense. A little bit worried about the secondary. Um, but that offense can just out, can outscore almost anyone, right? Like Brady's been playing amazing, the highest graded quarterback according to PFF. Um, a couple of injuries on the offensive side as well with Rob and AB. Those injuries seem to be lingering a little bit. You probably know better than I do. Um, they, yeah. Are they expected to come back, or how, how how's that looking? Uh, AB was still, like, limping in practice, and then Gronk is... They're giving him, like, a few more weeks because he had, you know, spasms connected to the rib injury, so that's looking like a few weeks. And then Godwin was injured, apparently, so... Yeah. We Godwin don't even know well. how... But at least their schedule is easy, so they can, you know, give times extra... Give their guys some extra, extra rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rest of the season looks pretty pretty easy for them um i think i think they'll be fine um yeah they're 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 a really good team and we're definitely going to be looking at them come playoff time uh cowboys at five and i really love what you mentioned about their defense they get a lot of turnovers but they're not actually good defense they give up a lot of yards (laughs) they give up quite a few yards so you know early in the season everyone's talking about digs and all the interceptions but they just get turnovers, so the, the defense isn't actually quite good. So you know they need Dak and the offense to to play really well. Um, I agree. Last week, Dak's first week back, I think he was a bit rusty. He missed some throws, like just straight up missed throws um, that he typically wouldn't miss. Um, but you know, as long as if he's able to shake that off of him and come back this week and play and play better, this is still a good Cowboys team. Uh, still a good Cowboys team. Micah Parsons is like not only defensive rookie of the year candidate, but just like. Defensive player of the year candidate. He's been playing amazing at linebacker and um, as an edge rusher. He's just so, so talented. Freak athlete. Amazing to watch. Um, so, yeah, the Cowboys I have sitting there um, at number five. They would be the they would be the four seed, though, because they would win that division for sure. I also have six, Saints at number six. Um, just being carried by the defense. And I think if they get Taysom Hill as a quarterback, as opposed to Trevor Simeon, we've seen them kind of navigate a pretty efficient offense with him in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the defense is definitely going to need to carry them for sure, but they can manufacture points with Taysom Hill, I think. Um, they're so well coached. Um, Alvin Kamara also is popping up on the injury as well, so they will need him to be healthy because they have no receivers. Um, they need, need, need Alvin Kamara. So that's definitely a big, big factor. Um but yeah, definitely, definitely a team that's definitely still in the hunt. Uh, and Vikings is my seventh seed. I spoke it earlier. Um, Kirk Cousins been playing well. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, uh, the third highest graded quarterback according to PFF. Um, he's actually been carving low key, and nobody, no, nobody's really. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. No one like, no one notices a lot. Like Matt Ryan, those like fringe quarterbacks, right? That like mm-hmm. you know, they're not super flashy and their teams lose, so like no one cares about. Yeah, but he's been he's been pretty good and I feel like as a team, um they've had a few bad bounces and kicking issues that have resulted in some losses. You know, the way you went through like the Falcons um close losses, it's a really similar thing with the Vikings. They had a one point loss to the Cardinals, 
a four-point loss to the Cowboys, a three-point overtime loss to the Bengals, and another three-point overtime loss to the Ravens um, that we saw just last week. So, you know, a couple bad bounces, a couple kick, a few kicking issues as well. You know, some of these games could have gone another way, and you kind of can kind of expect their luck to turn around come come rest of the season. They have the makings of a pretty good team. They have the weapons. They have a good quarterback. Um, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Um, offensive line is a little bit suspect, but Kirk has been kind of covering a lot of that up. And um, and defensive, defensively, they started off really bad, but have been getting a little bit better week to week. So if that if that trend continues, this is a team that I think could sneak in um, in the very last the very last spot. Um, yeah, yeah, I also had honorable mention to Seattle. Oh yeah, you can see the Vikings. Oh yeah, yeah, I I could see the I could see the Vikings making it. It's just like they like you know that card that Cardinals game they should have won. You know, missed the field game winning field goal, and then last week yeah. you know I watched that overtime and you know uh, Lamar throws a pick. They're pretty much at midfield and they go three and out. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's just. A lot of it is not taking advantage of their opportunities because they have opportunity in every single game. And you have to hope that turns around or else, you know, Mike Zimmer, they might be looking to, to get the old man out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely on the chopping block if they're not able to to figure something something out. But yeah, the play calling hasn't been amazing. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I think defensively they need to get get a bit better too. Um, Mike Zimmer is supposed to be known as this defensive crew. Yeah, he's always have a good defense, but some of these plays, like I was it Harrison Smith against it was the was it the Cowboys game where like this dude was running down the field and like Harrison Smith is in front of him. He's looking back to try and tackle him, and he just get he just looks so lost out there. It's so <laughs> bad, but like. Man, like, it's it's crazy how, like, because, you know, in 2017, they had, like, this really solid defense, and then, you know, their offense was still making plays, and then it's crazy how it just can fall off so quick, you know? Yeah, yeah they're thir- 30th in total yards, 30th in rushing yards. Yeah, that's that's that doesn't seem like a Mike Zimmer defense, you know? No, it does not. No bueno, no good. Not good at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think another French team to just pick up really quickly, neither of, neither of us had them making a playoffs, but it's Seattle um, getting their quarterback back this week, getting Russell Wilson. Can that team, you know, can he carry them to, to a playoff berth? Can they figure things out down the stretch here? I you think know? no. I just, I think no. That division, <laughs> that division is so tough. And then... We don't even know, like, Russ's status. You know, he's been off for how many weeks? You know, the injury, like, that. It could help because I was thinking, like, it could help him because he usually has that second half of the season slump where he looks like the worst quarterback in the NFL for, like, a five-game stretch after looking like, you know, the best quarterback you've ever seen in NFL history to start off the season. Maybe that injury helps him keep that slump away, or maybe it just keeps happening. But, you know, it's hard to put so much trust in them. Coming off such, like, that's his throwing, like, it's it's a very impactful injury. And then, you know, their defense is sus, and Pete Carroll and that play calling. Oh my goodness, the times I watch them play, and they go run, run, pass, three and out, or run, 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 run. Run, run, run. (laughs) Down they ran again. I was that Rams game. I was I was like, who is this play calling? Oh my goodness! Like I could see why Russ was angry last season. I, I could see, and then he's taking all these sacks too. Uh, yeah, I I want to believe because I love Russ. I want to believe they can make the playoffs, but I just I don't see it with that division and, and all the circumstances. Completely fair points, but you know Russ has been doing. He's been doing the huddle. He's been running the huddle, you know, by himself. He's been doing those, uh, <laughs> those those training. So maybe he comes back and he's ready. He's ready to play. I think he'll come back kind of ready to play. But all the other concerns are still there. The defense not being very good. The play calling being horrible. Those things will stay the same. Um, even though I do think Russ will come back ready to play. So 
yeah, division division's really tough, but I just felt like bring him up and let's see. Um well, let's see let's see what happens. Just bring him up as an honorable mention. Yeah. Okay, so AFC AFC time. Um Oof. ready to go? Yeah, it's it's a conference for sure. It's a very <laughs> very interesting conference, but who would have thought I would have the Titans number one seed in the eight in twenty twenty one? You know, we were talking about, oh, the Bills. Who's going to be the number one seed? Chiefs or Bills? What's going on? And the Chiefs are looking like they're looking. And the Bills just lost to the Jaguars. So it's it's a pretty messy conference. But I have the Titans going to win the number one seed. And as my biggest surprise of the season so far, like, Vrabel is doing an unreal coaching job. And the big... Clutch plays from both sides of the football each week have been such a boost to them. Like, what on earth is happening? They lost to the Jets earlier this season, and then they go on to beat the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, and Rams back to back to back to back. Unbelievable. While they've lost Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio have missed multiple games with injuries, and they just somehow keep winning. I It's, it's unbelievable to me. Like, the defense is not some you know, 85 Bears or, you know, the 2000s Ravens. But they're they're making clutch plays as needed, and they're so much improved from last last season. It's unreal. They're getting pressure. Like, when have we seen the Titans getting pressure consistently? You know, they're making red zone stops. They're getting key turnovers, and it's they're getting third down stops as well. So it's, it's really nice to see. And I think... Looking at their schedule, you know, the, the Saints this week without Alvin Kamara, you know, Trevor Simeon starting, I think they likely win. Then they have the Pats, which is a winnable game because we suck at home. And the Steelers is another very winnable game. So I think they can they can have this this top seed locked up if they if they can handle their business. And then in the number two spot, I have the Bills. Their schedule is still fairly easy and their defense is still elite, but that offense, like, where is Stefan Diggs gone? Like, <laughs> what's happening? You know, Josh Josh Allen has regressed to... And it's kind of like the similar things we're seeing with Mahomes. Like, what made these guys so great in the past years, what made Josh Allen so great in 2020 was that, you know, he was able to do that three-step drop, five-step drop, boom, ball is out, find your open man. But now you see they're holding on. He's holding on to the ball too long, you know. He's taking unnecessary sacks, these unnecessary turnovers, and yeah, they he needs to figure it out because the talent is there, the scheme is there, and they should not be struggling against teams like the Jaguars. And in number three, we have the Chargers. Uh, Herbert got back on track against the Eagles after a little bit of a slump the last couple of weeks, and... You know, the Eagles do give up, like, 80% completion to every quarterback in the NFL. But it was nice to see nice to see him have a good game. I love Brandon Staley and his aggressiveness. And I think, you know, the, that aggressiveness is going to help them, you know, going for it on fourth down, unlike the Patriots. <laughs> My team, sad to see. But, uh, yeah, I think that's going to help them going forward because they do have, you know, a really tough division with the AFC West. Everyone is... Uh, Above 500, so those divisional games are going to be very important going forward. And then fourth, I have the Browns, who are in another tough conference with everyone above 500. But I think, I have like a gut feeling that this like whole OBJ thing is going to really pull them together. Like I was, I was listening to Baker's pregame speech before they beat up on the Bengals. Unbelievable game from like defense, offense, everyone was, everything was clicking. And, like, it was really, like, you know, they were, Liz, he was really, 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 like, heartfelt out there. And he's, he's that, he's a, I feel like he's a perfect Brown, you know. He's pulling this team together. He's, he does what needs to be done. And he's a great leader. Um, but they do have a really tough schedule going forward, along with the rest of the AFC North. When you look at their losses, they really haven't had that one, like, Bills losing to the Jaguars loss where you're, like, what is going on here, you know? They lost to, to the Chiefs week one, and they really should have won that game. But, you know, they had that special teams mess up, and then... But they've lost to... 
the Chiefs, they lost to the Cards, respectable losses. They lost to the Chargers in a very, very close high-scoring game. That's very respectable. And then they lost to the Steelers, 15-10, very low-scoring game. But I think the Steelers' defense is always going to be solid. But I think they can they can really, if they have this stretch going forward, they also have a late bye week, and that could help them go on a run and like rest up compared to the other, other teams in their division. And then... And fifth, I have the Pats. Whoop, whoop, we're making the playoffs. Let's go. <laughs> and just comparing our strength of schedule to the other teams, you know, I think it's not even really comparable. There's a lot of winnable games out there. We did leave a lot of winnable games on the table. We lost to the, to Miami. That loss is still, like, if we win that, we're, like, sitting at 6-3. and three. We could have beat mm-hmm. the Bucks, And, like, so could have beat the Cowboys as well. One, yeah. Another close one, so... We start getting these close wins. Start getting some confidence as, as we've been getting. When we started one and three, now five and four. So you know things are starting to click together. And like Belichick teams, it does take a while to figure out what our strengths are. We weren't even using Hunter Henry in the red zone. Suddenly we start throwing to him and we can score. Like who would who would have thought? But yeah, Mac is getting better. He's getting more accustomed to the speed of the NFL. And our defense, if we can be keep being opportunistic in the secondary, you know, keep getting those picks. J.C. Jackson, Mr. Interception, and Judon is absolutely wrecking in the trenches. Easily the best signing we had this last offseason. So I think we can get that fifth spot. And sixth, I have the Ravens. Not the Ravens. (laughs) Ravens. And there's a lot of questions with them. And they play everyone close. They, like, every single Mm -hmm. three overtimes already this season. It's, It's crazy. And then that loss to... Miami was, it was not, it was not a very pretty, pretty game mm-hmm. to, to watch. And yeah, there's a, a lot of concerns with them. Like, you know, you look at the teams in the NFC and they're, you know, the cards are blowing out who they're supposed to blow out. You know, they're dominating on offense like they should. And we just don't see that with the Ravens. Yes, they've lost a lot of pieces, like a lot, a lot of pieces. And I think that's going to come back to bite them because, you know, they don't have that talent difference as much with, all the teams they're going to be facing and you know the teams are going to be it's still Lamar so they're going to be coming up and rising up to these games to give a challenge so yeah and their schedule along with the Browns and all the rest of the AFC North teams is is still really tough and in seventh place I'm going to be absolutely honest I had no clue there are just so many teams that you can slot in this seventh spot and these AFC teams they're all so very very flawed like you look at the rams and you're like oh like what's their weakness you know like maybe stafford might get you know caught under the bright lights one of these days but Mm -hmm. even you look at the feet yeah you look at the cards like what's what's their big weakness but every single one of these afc teams has a a huge flaw and so i was just like you know what i'm just gonna give it to the team with recent championship pedigree i'm gonna give it to the chiefs I, I don't know if they're going to figure things out on offense because right now it just looks like like this used to be the offense. They were such a well-oiled machine with Andy Reid and, you know, Eric Benimi and Mahomes and Kelsey and, and Hill. But now it just looks off. It's like someone just stuck a rod in an engine and now they're just like every single yard they gain is such an effort. But I think I just I have to give them because they have Mahomes. He's not playing great. He's actually been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL these past few weeks. But you just have to, you know, give them give them the benefit of the doubt and hope that they can turn things around. And the play calling as well as does not get, they don't get an excuse either because it has not been up to the standard that they've set. I mean, how kind of you to include the Chiefs to into the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> um no I, th- I think those are all fair points um man with that with that last spot with that last seat i mean all these teams are flawed and it's just kind of like who has a little bit easier strength of schedule who's well coached that you can slot in um other teams that we could slot in there are like the broncos who are like kind of bad but kind of okay like they're sitting at <laughs> they're sitting at five and four i have them here as an audible bench and it's like how how good are they? You know, Teddy Bridgewater his has his has his ups and downs. Like 
few big time throws, but completing seventy percent of his passes. Um, they have pretty good weapons. Um, and then they trade Von Miller away. Just just a weird like limbo, interesting team. Um, but for the most part, for the most part, we agree. A little bit different on the order. I have the Bills in, at number one. Um, I think they have the best defense in football. Um, and I think many would agree. Um, very, very, very good defensively. Offensively, what I'm worried about is that they rely a little bit too much on Josh Allen doing something spectacular. Um, he always has the ball in his hands. Um, he's always trying to make something happen. And I feel like they should play within structure a little bit more. And they should, um, you know, give give the ball to, to the weapons, to the running backs a little bit more. And try and, like, have, like, a more overall, like, more overall offensive team as opposed to just relying on him a little bit too much. But I do think that um, I do I do have them at number one and the Titans at number two. Um, a little bit worried about them um, losing Derrick Henry, but the rest of the rest of the season strength of schedule isn't bad. I think they'll be fine. Um, Tannehill has been playing really well as well. So um, and they brought in Julio, uh, who is looking at like a pretty good. Um, pretty good pickup in the offseason now that they they're not going to have as much of a running game they're going to have to throw it a lot more so Tennessee has been really surprising the defense has been quite good which you mentioned um and I think I think they're going to coast to to winning that division Chargers at number three um Justin Herbert has come down to earth a little bit after a really really strong start at the beginning of the year but they just got they just got to keep playing their football Brendan Staley has established a culture and a style I think they just got to keep doing what they're doing. They just got to stay aggressive on fourth downs. Um, I think they already have like a perfect um, a perfect scheme, a perfect style for their personnel. And as long as they, they stick with it and Herbert plays ball, I think they'll they'll win the division. I think they'll continue to win games. Um, number four, I agree with you on Cleveland. You know, maybe now that OBJ is gone, they could be really good again. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you know, Miles Garrett and that defense is still is still good. Um, the first game after Odell, Odell left, we saw Baker sort of kind of return to form, even with the injury. So um, I, th- I think that's a pretty clear sign that they're going to be pretty good down the stretch. They're going to come out and finish um, and finish strong, come out of the slump that they're in, and um, they'll be they'll be the team that that we maybe not exactly what we thought they'd be in the preseason because a lot of people were calling them the best roster in the NFL. But I think they still they still make the playoffs. Um, and can go on can go on a run. Now, where do I have the rest of these guys? Actually, putting the Chiefs in at number five, and <laughs> and I have them as the as my biggest uh, first half surprise is just how bad they've been. <laughs> you know, you mentioned it. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes has not been himself. Uh, five weeks straight of grading in the sixties, according to PFF. Um, forcing the ball into dangerous situations. Um, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of reports coming out. You know, there's been some distractions on the team, distractions in the building. Um, there's been some reports about like you know parties being thrown after losses. Um, you have the Jackson Mahomes thing. You have like <laughs> so much like apparently like things are like not internally things are aren't aren't, aren't running well in Kansas City. Um, you know, we got to bring up the defense. Um, a lot of this is on Mahomes, but some of it on the defense as well. Through eight weeks, they were the second worst defense. PFF had them as the second worst defense, only ahead of Jacksonville. Um, wait, wait, which wait. Means, like, <laughs> I feel like Daniel Sorensen alone <laughs> is making. Yeah, like, that dude is bad. Horrible. He is. They got to get that man off the field. He's he got to get. He, they got to get him off the field. <laughs> he is bad. Um. But yeah, that was through eight weeks, and we saw in the past two weeks like a little bit of life from Chris Jones and Frank Clark, um, and we've seen a little bit. And you know, as they start not to turn the ball over as much, um, we've seen them like come out and win some games. I mean, despite all this, they're sitting here at five and four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're still sitting there in division, um, still in it to win the division. Really, to be honest, even though I had the Chargers winning, um, they have a tough rest of schedule, but. What what can they clean up? Can they clean things up in time? Um, can they get back to a little bit of who they've been? You know, a little bit of who they were in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. We'll see. see. I think I <laughs> well, I I think they can um, tread water a little bit and find find a new rhythm. Um, but it's been like a hor- It's been a bad bad time in Kansas City. There was like a four week stretch that it was just like absolute 
there's like a month of this like horrible horrible football for them so and that's been that was definitely a huge surprise i think people expected um expected them to come out all, all firing on all cylinders um the offensive line is another thing that i think has grown week to week because they tried to improve drastically on the offensive line but i don't think they were as familiar with each other but i think over time they've been kind of um finding form um and again comes down to patrick mahomes he's got to play better for sure Bengals at number six. Um, Ooh. I, I think they've been so good with Burrow. Jamar Chase has been amazing. That's spicy. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I, I feel. I figured that one would surprise you a little bit, but yeah, Bengals at number six. My concern is defense needs to switch things up a little bit. Um, they were having a lot of success earlier on, but I think teams have started to figure out their scheme a little bit. A lot of quarters coverage. Um, so I think some tweaks need to be done there for them to have to have some success, but I do like the Bengals a lot. Um, that 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 division is really tight with the Steelers and and the Ravens, but but I think I think this is their year. I think this is the year where they really um, really show something. They'll Yo, that's probably very in the first round. Interesting. After yeah. losses to the Jets and then blown out by the Browns. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's, all, it's, I, I only, it's only week 10 we're going into. Anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting at 5-4. and four. Um, Definitely some adjustments need to be made, especially defensively. Um, and Pat's in number 7. I have the, the Patriots Ooh, making it. Let's go! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill, Belichick's, Bill Belichick's defenses uh, was really good, and I really like J.C. Jackson at... Um, playing really well um defensively but they gotta open things up more you know open things up for for mac jones you know yes, the, the weapons aren't... <laughs> josh mcdaniels i am begging you please please let especially mac yeah throw. coming down the stretch <laughs> let him throw let him car- let him let him carve these guys up um yeah i think they i think they definitely need to open things up and be a little bit more creative on offense but but I do think they slide in. I think they're they're so good defensively, and they can they can be just good enough offensively. So you have the Ravens missing the playoffs. That's what we got. I have the Ravens missing the playoffs. Ooh, that <laughs> I'm is worried about them. Spicy, Danny. That is spicy. I'm worried about them. Like you said, they play everyone close, and yeah. sometimes I'm just watching them, and I'm like, are they that good? Like Lamar does everything. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the defense get get exposed here and there by some teams. Not um, even just exposed. Like, so yeah, there's the- guaranteed two blown coverages by that secondary every single game. And it goes for, like, 50 yards. Guaranteed. It's crazy. Yeah. It happens every week. And I'm just worried about, you know, the, the running backs they lost um, preseason. Um, the weapons they have are not, you know, Sammy Watkins really really detrimental play um yeah that last week against miami um rashad bateman is coming into his own but still a rookie there's just it just to me feels like it doesn't feel like they're they're gonna have the year that they've had in previous years yeah it's it's, it's it's been catching up yeah it's been tough um i do like their coaching though so like with good coaching you know you can that can cover a lot of um and a lot of weaknesses quarterback an amazing court, yeah. yeah. Lamar, Lamar can do can do it all, but um, I really like Miami's game plan against them, and I think that's something that some other teams are going to try and adopt. Um, not that Lamar's figured it out at all, but I think that was kind of like an interesting strategy the way they were just blitzing pretty much the entire, <laughs> pretty much blitz the entire all game. Day, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but but yeah, I have the I have the Ravens missing the playoffs as as things that's currently very stand. Spicy. I love how, how we both put the Steelers. I don't want the Steelers to just take off another playoff <laughs> spot like they had. Like, please, I don't want to see Big Ben in the playoffs. I'm begging you. And that game against the Bears, like, they Bears got robbed, man. Like, I don't even yeah. care for you <laughs> but NFL officiating is a, the taunting call. Oh, my. I'm not even going to get started on that because whoever – I need to know precious. whoever voted for that <laughs> rule and was like – the people on the the coaching committee that like were pushing for that rule, oh my, man, atrocious, atrocious. 
and then they doubled down on it and even fined the player yeah, and said they, that he was <laughs> it's just the craziest thing I, like, i'm not even i low-key hate cassius marsh like he was he was talking about oh there's no fun in you england blah 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 but i was like i was defending this dude and i don't even like him that's how <laughs> it's so bad it's really like how are you supposed to take away that like adrenaline that like like these dudes put in so much work to make that one play and then you're saying you can't you can't flex a little bit you can't like that's so stupid that is so dumb we might as well just have robots playing football like why can't we do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i agree hopefully that hopefully that's something i have to change like in the off season but that was just horrible, horrible. And we know, so like, sad. we already know these roughing the passer calls. Like, I know, I know. NFC Championship game, Brady's going to get hit. It's going to be some soft call. Von Miller is going to be losing his head. Everyone on Twitter is going to be, Brady gets all the calls, blah, 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 blah. Because some roughing the passer is going to, he's going to throw a pick to Jalen Ramsey. He's going to get called back. And I know Twitter is going to explode. But, like, it's been happening all, the, like, and, and until... It costs someone in the playoffs. That's when it's going to be some huge thing. But, yeah, I just... These calls are... Bonus, <laughs> bonus prediction for Messi. So we got the NFC Championship game. Oh. Rams, Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you just expose you, you just expose yourself there a little bit. You, gotta, just, you got a little just, bonus prediction. I don't know. It's just everyone hates Brady. So if, if that is how the Bucks go to the Super Bowl, off some, like, roughing the pa- horrible roughing the passer call, it's going to be... It's yeah. Oh, right. everyone's going to lose their mind. Yeah, I did you, you know, you know. <laughs> but speaking of bold oh. predictions, did you want to give ours for the rest of the season? Right. Um my second half prediction was actually um mentioned a little bit as we went through the teams, but it was for the Vikings to make a run um and make the playoffs. Um, yeah, that is that is pretty bold. I that, but they can do it. I they mean, can definitely do it. It's bold because they're sitting here at three and five, right? So it's yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is very very bold. I don't even they know don't how many bit. how many wins would it take? Do you think it's gonna take to get that seventh seed in the NFC? In the NFC, nine. Yeah, nine. Nine is. Let's see. Let's see their schedule. Nine, maybe ten. I think nine. Honestly, I feel like nine. You think be, nine? Yeah. 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 So it's like that'll be nine and eight. Yeah. Seventeen. Chargers, Packers, 49ers, they should be Lions, they should be it's pretty tough. But it's tough, yeah. It, they yeah. gotta play the Packers twice, uh they gotta play the Rams still and they play the Chargers tomorrow, so Yeah. They can do it though. <laughs> yeah, they gotta find some wins. Yeah. I don't even know if mine is that bold, but I think I think the Super Bowl winner comes from the AFC. Because like you think about the top four, top four or five teams in the NFL are probably in the NFC. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think one team is just gonna get hot, and it'll cap off like this strange. Because this has been a weird season, both on the field and off the field. Like, yeah. So we're looking at a Bills Super Bowl then. No, Bills are not winning. The- <laughs> No way, no way. You know, I need Titans? what I need is the Bills to make the playoffs and the Bucks or make the Super Bowl just to meet Brady again and then he beats them. Bro, that would be so funny. But yeah, I think I think some some AFC team is just gonna have some insane run. No, that could definitely happen. Yeah. I like it. I love it. Yeah, this was an interesting week to do this just because I feel like I know less about which teams are good this week than I did last week. Like, I feel like coming out of week eight, like, yeah, things we were, were like, pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then last week, like, all of the best teams lost. lost. Like, all the good teams lost. Like, Bucks lost two weeks ago. Rams lost. Like, like all, like, the number, almost all the number one seeds, I think, at the time, were lost, lost the week. So, but we did it. So, <laughs> 
we did it. We'll see. We'll see how right we are. I'm sure, like, come week twelve, week thirteen, we'll be like, um, Danny, why <laughs> well, did you have the Bengals making the playoffs? Well, yeah. What were you smoking? Yeah, and even even that, <laughs> even just this week alone, there's a lot of impact games like Browns Patriots. Like, I saw if if Patriots beat the Browns, our playoff chances go to sixty eight percent. If we lose to the Browns, it goes down to thirty two percent. So that is yeah. these games are very very tight. Even Falcons Cowboys could be very interesting because both offenses are like crazy, and the Cowboys defense sucks. Falcons mm-hmm. defense sucks too, but yeah, and they had that crazy game last year where <laughs> the Cowboys came back for how much were they down like twenty five or something? Yeah, with the onside kick, right? Yeah, and then yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, we have Chiefs Raiders. You know, two five one teams going at it Sunday night, and then Seahawks Packers could be interesting because you know Russ coming back and then. Aaron off COVID. Aaron coming back, yeah. Yeah, so that could be impactful. Like, you know, Panthers, Cards, Cam could make an impact. We'll see how healthy, you know, Murray is. So, yeah, a lot of things. Even Vikings Chargers, again. You know, Vikings need to go on that run. There's, I yeah, feel like the last few wins. weeks, like, week seven and week eight were just atrocious. Like, <laughs> like... Like matchup wise, and we got so many blowouts. But then week nine, all the underdogs started winning, so that was spicy. And then now we're getting into some more spicy weeks, which is nice. So yeah, we could definitely come back tomorrow and just like want to throw out all the picks. Like, <laughs> that's how that's how detrimental like some of the some of the games that are being played are gonna be. So, mm-hmm. but that's the fun of it, right? That's yeah. what that's what makes it that's what makes it so fun. We never really know what's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, thanks for thanks for sticking with us, coming in. Um, getting back into a groove, getting back to posting, and uh, yeah, we're really excited for really excited for the rest of the season. It should be a fun year. Yes, sir. Hopefully, you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. We really appreciate your support. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at What's the Play Twelve and on Instagram at What's underscore the Play, so you can stay up to date with all our content. We want to say thank you again for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.